Rishem Hashem Na'asev Na'asiyah. Today is probably one of the, my favorite all-time topics that I would always dreaming of giving a shir on. Because um, I think probably in the, today's modern world, it's one of the most hardest things to do, to um, avoid. And that is triggering, triggering outdoor motion sensors on Shabbat. And part of that, towards the end of the year, we also talk about how about triggering, you know, is it okay to be recorded? Because nowadays you have ring cameras and people literally, even in private residences, um, it came up already a long time ago with the Kotel, that they, for security reasons, you have, um, is that okay to be recorded on Shabbat by security camera video? We're going to de dedicate today's shiur, tonight's shiur, for the Rafur Shlema of my dear grandmother. And I just wanted to remind everybody, the reason why we're doing all the modern halacha on Shabbat, some people forgot, is because this year we didn't blow the shofar on Rosh Hashanah, and they said for a protection for all our soldiers that we're dedicating this shiur to and all the hostages that should be released, we should learn the laws of Shabbat. I'm also dedicating this shir for the refuge name of my grandmother, Parvin Bat Chanumaga and Ramorchai Ben Mazalto. So let's jump right into it. Now, I want to just say, since I've seen some people that unfortunately are not so knowledgeable about halacha, um, of course, if you own a home and there's not life-threatening reasons why you need to have your motion sensors to that we're going to trigger the lights to come on. As a homeowner, the right thing to do is to disable the motion sensor because um, this is different than turning off your, your home security camera system. But, you know, every time you go in and out of your front yard or front door and the motion sensor comes out it's just even maybe by the time we end this year it's for especially for Sephardim that we're more lenient in this case it's not the biggest deal but if you have control over it as we'll see Rovavadia himself um, you know there's something called the spirit of the law that we don't want to be triggering lights coming in on and on and off for no reason so I just wanted to put that discord out that the right thing to do in the spirit of the law is if you have control of disabling these motion detector things in your front, in front of your garage or your front yard or backyard and everything, just turn, you know, put, tell the electrician to put it on and off button so the whole system turns off. Now, if somebody has a dangerous neighborhood and then it's like a life-threatening thing, um, that could be a different story. But an average situation, now, we know that obviously on Shabbat, we're not allowed to turn on and off the lights. That's the most basic of the laws of Shabbat. But here, you're just trying to be a good Jew, go to shul, go visit your dear mother and father, your in-laws on Shabbat, go to your friend's house. But now so many countless houses have these, for security reasons or for whatever reason, They, they have these, um, a lot of times unintentionally, you turn, you trigger the light, the motion sensor, 
triggers the light to come on and off. Now, what's, is that allowed? Is that not allowed? Have you desecrated Shabbat by you triggering the light on and off? Now, this is one of the most important general rules of Shabbat called what, Shani? Davar Sheno Mitkaven. Davar Sheno Mitkaven means that an unintentional result. This is the, one of the most classical things that's talked about in the Gemara, where there's a machloket Rabbi Shimon and Rabbi Yehuda in the Gemara in Betzad of Chav Gimel. And the Talmud says, Davar Kaven, which is an unintended action, is permitted and we're leaning according to Rab Shimon, right? So let's say, classical case that the Gemara says, you want to have a nice picnic in your backyard on Shabbat, so you're not carrying anything, it's an enclosed area, but there's a bench. And you know, some people have grand estates. So by pulling the bench, you may create a groove in the land. So you're not allowed to make grooves because that's one of the, like Chorish, that's like plowing. That's one of the first of the 39 things. So the Gemara says that let's say it's a super heavy bench. So even then, Rab Shimon agrees that Pesikresha, they say, right? So these are very important things every Jewish has to know. If you don't want to be Amhar, consider the ignoramus. Davar Shainal Mitkaven is unintentional result. Psikresha means that even Rab Shimon agrees in Talmudic halachic terms. Yes, I agree that if you're trying to do A and unintentionally B happens, it's okay to do. But that should be doubtful. It's only possible if it happens, like pulling the bench. But if the bench is super heavy, that for sure it's going to become a deep groove in the land and you're digging up all the dirt and making a big line. Then Rav Shimon says that's called psikreshe, which is a guaranteed result. And then even Rav Shimon said, even though you're, you, it's unintentional, you just want to move the bench, but, but you're digging a hole. He says you're not allowed to. So maybe superficially speaking, in this case, you have to walk across the street. And you, it's like you did a big Avera by triggering the um, thing. However, there's a very important Rashba that both Rabavadya brings in Yechabedat, Volume 5, I believe Teshuva 29. One of the classical cases of Davar Shenomit Kaven and Psik Resha is a fascinating one. This is the Gemara and Shabbat, which really one of the Mishnayot. The Gemara and Shabbat in 106b says, and the, the Gemara talks about this on Daf Chavzayin uh, also, based on the Mishnah, that let's, one of the forbidden things that's due to do on Shabbat is to trap animals, right? You can't go fishing on Shabbat, you can't go hunting birds, you can't go around and chasing after animals and throwing them into your traps so you could now let's say you have a you live in the middle of the wilderness you went to take a shabbat walk 
very safe neighborhood. Lo and behold, you see there's a deer in your house. Are you allowed to close the door because it's cold? Or you don't, it's night, you want to go to sleep, whatever. The deer could be in some, your backyard. But you're trapping it. So the, the Rashba says, the, the deer came in as by accident to your house on its own accord. You closing the door, you're technically what? Trapping the deer. But your intention here is not to trap the deer. Your intention is that the freezing cold weather or the bugs or whatever to protect your house, right? You don't want open borders. So he says that no malacha, no forbidden action has been, you haven't violated Shabbat, right? Another golden world we have to become aware with is malacha. Malacha is one of the 39 forbidden labors on Shabbat that causes us to be defiling and violating and transgressing against Shabbat. He says, even the fact that it's a psikreshe. Now, how do we understand this? Because comparing and contrasting in the case of digging the hole by the bench, right? Dragging the bench is also for sure that, why is this allowed? For sure that the, 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 the deer is going to get trapped. So, Meaning it's not intentional, but you're doing it anyway. But it's a psikresha. We said, we said, when does Rabbi Shimon say unintentional actions that could be sinful are allowed? Shabbat labor and violating Shabbat allowed is because you don't you don't care you don't want you trying to you're trying to move a bench to have a good sunlight whatever right so Rabbi Shimon says right and, and, and Rabbi Shimon says that's fine as long as it's not for sure that you're going to create a groove you're not sure it's a light bench and most of the time when you pull it it scratches the surface it doesn't create a deep hole in the ground like groove like you're digging up dirt, that's fine. But Rabbi Shimon would agree that if psikreshe, right? But here's a psikreshe in the case of the deer. You get what I'm saying? So the Maradika, the Avnei Nezer and Ravavadya and the, the Chelkas Yankov, they explain the Rashba, very important Rashba. They explain that here it's much, it's not, it's even a st- further removed. You know why? Because you're not directly chasing the deer. You're randomly doing an innocent act of closing your front door, right? So you don't, ca- it's called grama. This is another, so these are very important words to understand in the modern world, especially. Yeah, grama means in halacha that it's indirect. It's like, uh, Causing something to happen um, indirectly, which is really what the motion ses- sens- sensor is. So basically, the um, they, they explain that since you don't come into direct contact with the deer, and you don't intend to trap it, so you have two things here. It's not only davar shenamit kaven, unintentional act. It's also um, triggering it indirectly. So it's indirect and unintentional. So the Rashba holds that even psikresha, even though, right? Psikresha means if you, if you cut off the head of the animal, for sure it's going to die. Ah, you didn't want it to die. <laughs> right? So he says, even though here for sure you're trapping the animal, 
since you have two things to your benefit, it's grama, which is indirectly, you didn't chase after the animal, you didn't, right? It happened by uh, triggering. It's like a chain reaction. You started a chain reaction that eventually is going to um, lead to it being uh, trapped by closing the door. But that's not direct. It's like you're one step removed. So it says the um, even an unintentional thing, and really, um, it goes much deeper here. The the, the case that was um, asked to Ravavadya was a very interesting one. Similar qu- question. Now, I want to say my own chidush. Baruch Hashem, I was Zochev three years for learning Kolel, the laws of Shabbat. I wanted to say my own chidush on this. But based on all these different heterim, according to the Rashba, triggering the outdoor light is definitely not desecrating Shabbat. Why? Because one intention, one's intention is purely to walk in the street. Do you even care? I would say, uh, remember, if you remember when we were in Santa Monica living, little alley, all the neighbors had the lights. We would go out, we'd try to go out of the front door, but I would say that a, a Jew that's very pious and religious, it, it makes him cringe when the light comes on. He tries to avoid it. So, first of all, one intention, one's intention here is purely to walk on the street. Now, if it's unavoidable to avoid the sensor, according to the equation that we just said, it's a grama, right? You're not directly turning on and off a switch. You're just triggering it. It's indirect. And it's davar shenem in kaven, right? It's unintentional result. So in this question, according to the Rashba, it would be okay. Now you should know that there's a Ran, Rabbeinu Nisim, one of the great Rishonim, he argues on the Rashba. And he says that, um, in that, in the, in the case of the Rashba, it's a problem. He, he, he doesn't hold of our equation. He says, that uh, even if you have davar mitkaven and a psikresha, which means unintentional result, but it's automatically for sure going to happen, it's problematic. It's like it's it, it, at least rabbinically, it's violating Shabbat. So the Ron believes that the case of the Mishnah is speaking of a situation where the person closing the door is not aware of the deer. He only found that the, that the deer he was not cognizant. He wasn't aware that the deer was even in his house. Once he closed the door, then he found that the deer is there. So does he have to schlep the deer out of his backyard? Or can he go have a nice, good night's sleep? Thus, according to the Ran, and the Magad Mishnah says, it could be that it's more problematic to trigger the light. You understand? Now, the um, one of the great postcom of our time in America is Rav, Rav Shachter, his opinion is, is that if one can be strict, you know, because the Ran holds it's a little bit problematic, according to the Ashkenazim at least, one should try to avoid, whenever possible, triggering the sensor light. 
However, if it's out of your control, like one of the great poskim of Ben Hebrak, he was a student of Chazonish. You know who the Shevet HaLevi was? The Shevet HaLevi was one of the biggest, in Halacha, he's probably one of the biggest students, him and Rav Nisim Karelitz, was one of the biggest, biggest students of the Chazonish that became the posik of our generation and Bnei Brak and has thousands, hundreds of, uh, probably even up to a thousand Teshuvot. He says it doesn't make sense that the Torah would forbid you. What, you have to be held hostage? Let's say every single one of your neighbors is uh, paranoid, right? And we're going to get to Rav Vosner later. It's impossible for you to step inside of your apartment or house by not triggering these lights, right? So all the postkin would agree that it's the, you, you, you could rely on the Rashba. The Rashba was one of the greatest in his generation. The Rashba was like the Rambam and the Ramban of his generation. We don't know, you don't know how great the Rashba was. Rabbi Kiva Eger held the Rashba in such great esteem. So, and especially for Sephardic Jews, the Shulchan Arach seems to be of the opinion that once it's unintentional, it's indirect, even Lechatchila, it's okay. You understand? So, you definitely have not sinned. If you, if you, you know, have done that. Now, um, the, the problem fr- with, with this approach is that the, um, my, my understanding to just to, to, to make it bring more of a, a leniency out, is that you have to also understand one thing. And that is, there's another, I just want to say that anybody that thinks that they know all the laws of Shabbat and they're expert in it, I thought I was expert in it, but till a few weeks ago, it's, it's a sea of information. It's an ocean of information with the details and one, I think one of the best, best customs every Jew should have is every Shabbat. I've been doing this for the last almost 25 years since I've been married. Is every Shabbat, you learn two laws of Shabbat at your Shabbat table. Everybody knows that's been to my Shabbat. We have Divrei Zimra, Divrei Halacha, Divrei Torah. One should, and Rav Volbi writes this in the Ali Shor, because it's really the, if you don't constantly reviewing and there's new technology in this, like we're seeing today. See, there's a, there's a, there's another reason to be lenient, in my opinion. And pretty soon I'm going to prove to you that there's five reasons to be lenient in our case. You know what they are? It's very clear of Avadia writes, even the Mishnah Bro writes this, that a psikresha, even though, right, you didn't, it's a davashenimit kaven, right? You don't want the, you're not, looking to desecrate Shabbat, it's an unintentional result, but it's going to happen for sure. But the Lan Nichale means, and this is really what Rav Avadia brings for those that want to look it up in the, this in the halachic source, Rav Avadia in volume 7, um, page Kufnun Aleph and Kufnun Vav, Rav Avadia re- brings Shashachuvah's um, Cheshava Ephoid that says, in a certain municipality in Europe, they had a lot of crime. You would get fined. Every person had to put a floodlight motion detector in front of their house because the police department and the city wanted to curb crime. 
So what is a Jew supposed to do? So he says that, again, that the, uh, and uh, God forgive me, I don't know who Shalat or Teshuvah, who this Posek was that wrote this responda, but he again says this whole shtickle story that for sure, according to the Rashba, it's no problem. But he says even, there's another heter that we're going to see. It's a little bit more problematic if you live in an apartment or a condo that is that most modern cities, you don't need the light. The night, light has not beneficial to you. You understand? It's Pesik Resha Delo Nichale. Okay, it's the violation of Shabbat. The light is going to be triggered, but Delo Nichale. You don't, you're not happy with the result. But the Mishnah Bura says, either you're not happy or you don't care about the result. The, re, the result is unbeneficial to you. So one other thing to keep in, in mind, which, um, you know, I want to thank Rabbi Jack, they're one of the great, great authors online, halachic resources, is you have to understand that the Cheshav Efer and Rav Avadi and Rav Wozner and all the posts can bring this, that most of the time, you're not going to trip and fall. The, the light has absolutely no benefit for you, right? You could perfectly walk safely on the street because of the street lights, and there's so much light pollution anyways, you know. When you go, come on an airplane, which means here the light has absolutely no benefit to you, right? It's not illuminating your way better. So we have to know that Ravavadio Yosef's opinion, and I apologize, these shirim take many hours to prepare. I wish I had a few more hours to look into it, but there's at least six, seven di- different examples that Ravavadia holds according to the Sephardic post game that any time you have a rabbinic, right, violation of Shabbat, it's not the Oraita, right? Like last week we learned. This is very important to know that he says, so the, the issue is most of these lights are LED now, right? Everybody wants to save on gas and Edison and all the DWP. They don't want to have to build new um, factories. The vast majority of these motion sensors lights are not incandescent bulbs. So anyways, you're just triggering what type of light? A LED light, which is, is that the right, Tashani? No. It's the Rabbanan. And Ravavadia, and I, I apologize, I, I didn't have time. I was, I had to go to a meeting right before this year. But there's six different, different amazing cases Ravavadia brings, and he uses this equation. He says it's a psikresha, right? The lanichale, which means, okay, it's a rabbinical violation of Shabbat, but you don't care about it, right? It's not benefiting you, right? It's not helping you enjoy your day more or making a better convenience for you. Rav Avadia holds psikresha, the lanichale, an unintentional thing you're doing on Shabbat that doesn't provide any um, benefit to you. If it's only a rabbinical sin, it's allowed. So, you understand? Nowadays, it becomes um, much more deeper. But I wanted to bring out um, in the RCC, actually one of the great posts came of this uh, Chavke. I forgot his name, but he, he gave a very eloquent shear on this uh, many years ago, like 10, 12 years ago about these motion sensors. And he mentioned that one of the great posts come of our time, which is speaks English, he's American actually originally, Rev. Usher Weiss, 
the Minchas Asher, and Rav Vosner also writes the same thing. They write that there's more of a heter. And you know what the heter is? The heter basically says the Torah only forbid constructive work on Shabbat, right? Which means Shabbat is a day of peace, it's a day of harmony, it's a day of rest. So Hashem doesn't want you to do strict labor, hard labor, constructive work. But he says, indeed here, Rabbi Shawai says this is not Malachet Machshevet. This is another one of the golden rules that if you want to know the general guidelines of Shabbat, you have to put in your dictionary and take notes on. Sikresha was one of them. Davar Shainamit Kavan was one of them, right? Grama was one of them. Another one is that the only forbidden anything that is not Malachet Machshevet, which is not real laborly work, like hands-on hard work that you're actually hands-on doing something, automatically becomes only rabbinic. The Torah only forbade. Now, sometimes the Rabbanan, even it's not Malachet Machshevet, you understand? It's not like a constructive labor act. They also forbade it because they wanted to keep the spirit of the law. But definitely, in strict Torah law, if you're turning on a light, but it's not... The, Rav Asher Weiss and the, the, the Shevet Alevi say this is not Malachet Machshevet. This is not constructive work. This is walking. I mean, and then, and, and I want to read you because he writes it so eloquently. Both Rav Vosner writes this and um, he says that Shabbat, let's go back to the basics. What is Shabbat about? He says Hashem doesn't want you to do hard labor, work, tedious, you know, nitty-gritty stuff, like selecting the good from the bad or cooking, which was our shear last week, right? This is, Hashem wants you to sit back and enjoy. But he says, if you're just trying to get home, you, this, you, you know what I'm saying? Let, let's take for, for a second a case where, the case of the Machsha Eifod, right? You're living in a danger, more dangerous neighborhood, or in the case where the city they're going to fine you unless you put a floodlight to so to deter robbers. They don't want crime in the city. So even if a, once the floodlight gets triggered, the police will see it, you know, or the you know the community patrol will see it. So he says here, putting everything um, shiny aside that we said. That it's only a grama, you're not doing it directly, you're triggering it, it's unintentional, right? Here, purely speaking, they, the argument that the, these post-kim are trying to make is that this even doesn't even enter into the realm of, um, of, malachas machshevets or malacha altogether. This is not labor altogether. Right, so so um, so therefore, they they hold that um, obviously we all have to agree that there's no mitzvah to have like a game of jumping in front of these light motion things, as my great friend uh, Michael uh, Rab Michal Mutamedi told me that Rabbi Yitzchak Yosef told him that my Rav Avadi Yosef visited in London, he told the Rav before they were going to walk from the shul back Friday night to the Rav's home to sleep, he said, wherever there's a motion detector, I don't want to trigger it. 
tell me I want to, he would walk across the street, even though it caused him five, ten minutes, more minutes. So definitely, but Ravavadya himself writes regarding um, the Kotel that put a million security cameras. So is it okay to go visit the Kotel because you're going to get recorded? This is when the first, uh, and there's LED lights there, and sometimes the, it flashes when you walk in front of it, you know, these cameras, because it starts um, having a sharper HD. When no, it's like it has artificial intelligence. So when it's, when it sees somebody walking by, it takes a sharper image. So again, Ravavadya says for sure there is no problem because they're trying to de- deter terrorists. So therefore it's a Shiloh Pikuach Nefesh. But let's say even though they were just doing it for basic security, financial security, not right there. It's literally, you know, if it's going to help them save a Jewish life by catching a terrorist before, you know, he slips through, that it's, it's like a no-brainer, right? But again, this is a fascinating, fascinating thing that just opens up the sugi in a whole different light that Rav Wozner and Rav Weisspring, that they'd say that this whole motion sensor thing, if you're just trying to get innocently home and you turn it on, it's not even malacha. It's, it's walking, at the end of the day, you're just trying to walk. Now, now, is the Torah going to, are, are your neighbors going to be able to hold you hostage? Even if you turn on, trigger a hundred motion sensors on your way home to Shabbos? No, because you're walking in the end of the day. All of these are not even coming into the thing. And you should know that one of the greatest postkin was Rabbi Kiva Eger. Rabbi Kiva Eger does go with the Rashba, even though the Magan Abram doesn't. So, I wanted to bring in an innovative heter. And um, this is something I've always wanted to be able to... Um... By the way, Rosh Hashanah also seems to say, concur with Rav Avadia, this whole knowledge that, listen, it's, you, you don't, you, it's a grandma. You have just so many things here that are benefiting you that I just wanted to end this year with uh, uh, another reason to be lenient. There's a, in uh, the Bet Yosef in chapter Shin Chaf Aleph in Hilchot Shabbat brings a shibule like it. One of the things that's forbidden to do on Shabbat is what? Grinding. You know what grinding is? So you're not allowed to, like the chefs, if you watch Gordon Ramsay on YouTube, they, they say like it tastes much better, supposedly, freshly ground pepper. Are you allowed to do that on Shabbat? No. But you have to know in the olden days that there was no market to go. So a lot of times they people would have salt rocks. So now the guy's food is tasteless. So the Shulchan Aruch brings a very interesting heter. In um, chapter 121, I'm sorry, 321 of Shulchan Aruch Hilchot Shabbat, Halacha Seif 8. He says one is allowed to with his hands, grind the 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 um, spices, the pepper or salt, or even if you don't modern pestle for sure, you're not allowed to use. But let's say you use a back of a knife, and on the table or in a plate, you're allowed to smash it. How is that possible? It's a halach and shulchan aruch. In the end of the day, you're grinding. 
So there's a Shibule like it, and I'll read the, the Shibule like it calls Rabbi Yeshaya. He says, how could I say this is allowed? He calls it a Shinui Gomor. He says, usually you, you, you use a mortal and a pestle. Here you're not using a mortal, you're using the back of a knife, right? And you're not using the mortal, right? You're doing it on the table or in a plate. So since this is totally dissimilar to the classical mortar and pestle or grinder that they commercially used to grind stuff on Shabbat, it's allowed. So I wanted to say that's for sure applies here. What did the Torah tell you was forbidden to do on Shabbat? Don't light a match. Don't turn on an incandescent light, right? Here, it's a Shinugamur. Here, you're, you're, you're. Anyways, me, me personally, I don't know about you guys, but whenever I inadvertently turn on these motion triggered lights, I get mad and I try to avoid it. So most people do. So again, it's going, I'm just saying this is just another side of the coin of what Rav Asher Weiss and the Shevet Alevi are saying is that the Torah doesn't forbid you to walk home. And of course, when possible, avoid, if you know what's in front of you, Okay, it's better to try avoid it. But bottom of the line, here it's just so many different heterim. So just to review, the reason why if you're in a hotel situation or wherever it's unavoidable, like see, the, the, there's a bigger problem though. Some people live in these fancy condos like a penthouse in Panama, my friend told me, Rabbi Mutamedi. Uh, the asked of Gidon ben Moshe, an apartment b- building, they're trying to save electricity. When you walk into the hallway, now it turns all the lights on. So that is more the nichale. See, you are benefiting from it because it becomes more problematic halachically because it is true, it's unintentional, but there's a, quick, uh, there's a clear benefit because you're not in a dark ha- hallway. So then... <laughs> There was very wealthy Jews that were living in these high-rises, penthouses, very wealthy Jews. They said, Rabbi, what are we going to do? This is how the, we don't have control over it. We don't own the whole high-rise building. I own the penthouse. When I use the stairs, I trigger it. When I use the thing, and it it makes me very uncomfortable. I didn't know. So Rabbi Kinnam ben Moshe told them an interesting thing. He said, buy a dog, park your dog. Outside of shul, when you go to shul, when you go to shul, have the dog trigger on all the lights. That's above halacha. But we already saw that based on this whole intrinsic shear that we had, there's five reasons to be lenient here. First reason that Rav Avadya wrote this, this heter is based on the Rashba, right? You're not directly turning on and off a switch. You're just walking. It's grama. And it's davar mit kavin. It's unintentional result. It's not a result you're looking for. So the Rashba holds that's okay. And Rabbi Kivager Paskin's like that Rashba. Secondly, nowadays that most of the lights you could assume are LED. It's you have the heter of psik reshed, the loni In In a case of motion sensors in the street, not in the hallway of the penthouse or the buildings, but randomly in the street, there's more than sufficient light that this turning on is just to deter burglars. It's not, the light is not benefiting you. 
It's not a plus. It's not a minus. It's a, if anything, it's a minus. You, there's more than enough street lights in the thing. So, and the light is the rabbinic, even though it's hundred percent going to happen because you know that the trigger. But we, Rav Avadia holds that according to the Shulchan Aruch Safarim, even though it's going to automatic an unintentional thing that is even for sure going to happen if it's a rabbinical sin like LED lights, it's okay. Then you have Rav Vosner that makes a very compelling argument. He says, this is not even Bechlal Malacha, right? This is not even in the category of work. Because what type of work did the Torah ask forbid? A constructive type of laborless work. This year, innocently walking, and randomly they take you hostage and, you know, you know, as I said, that's why I started this year. Of course, if you're in control and you could turn off your own motion detectors, it would be better to do that in the spirit of Shabbat, even though technically, probably, if they're LED, it's not such a problem. But maybe it is because it's the Nichale. It could be it's the Nichale because it helps you see your door better. Okay, that, that's something else. But, and, 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 um, finally, there, there's the reason that I said it's like, listen, on Shabbat, it's forbidden to, to grind. But if the grinding that you're doing and the grinding that the Torah forbade are two different worlds, then it's okay. And for sure, what the Torah forbade was starting a fire with a match, which was labor, right? You're physically doing something. Here, since you're physically not doing anything, right? It's a Shinu Gomor. I believe that we could use the Shibu Leket. Hashem should help us to always dwell deeper in Shabbat, always review. I'll just end with something very beautiful from Chacham Ben Siona Bashaul. He said, why do we say in Tefillah Right? What does Lishmor mean? It means a person, it says, a person could learn Torah, but it could go in one year, go out of the other if you don't review it. So when we beseech the Almighty that we should keep, because La'asot means, okay, we should carry out the Torah. What does Lishmor mean? To watch it. It means that, and, and the Rosh Kolal in Baltimore just put out a big video. They were asking, like, what's the main way to learn? He said it like seven times. He says, review Chazara, Chazara, Chazara. Without Chazara, we're nothing. And that's what it means, Lishmor. Whenever you see in the Torah, Lishmor, the Lassos, Lishmor means, we, we, we give Hashem, it says, Hashem, give us the patience and the clarity of mind not to be lazy, to review our learning. And Hadron Allah, that's why whenever we finish a Masechta, we say we just begun it, we're going to never forget you, and Hashem should watch over us. Because if we keep Shabbat, properly. Hashem will keep all of our soldiers safe, all the Jews of the world safe, no accidents like this shir should also be for the neshama of Chaim ben Eliyahu ben Chaim, Amen, Ken Yilatzon.